Hey there, I'm Justin, the host of your favorite wrestling podcast, WWE Mentality. And have you ever thought about starting your very own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to this question and every question is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's why I'm doing this right now by reading this ad. Anchor has been super easy for me to use ever since I downloaded it just a few weeks ago, and I'm very, very glad that I did so because it's enabled me to be able to start talking about something that I love, which is wrestling. So if you want to start a podcast and get and make money at it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor. Dot .fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Justin here at WWE Mentality. Now, I know what you're thinking. Man, where in the heck have you been, bro? What have you been up to? You haven't done a single podcast since the Super Showdown. Well, let me uh, let me be honest here for just a second, if I may. Uh, the way things were going for me, it was just I was so busy with work, and as you can tell, um, if you're looking at me on live stream right now, as JR's got me set up on live stream, um, I'm in my studio at the radio station. Uh, with all that being said, I was super busy, and then my boss man, my actual owner of our company here at the radio station, called me out and was like, man, I love listening to your podcast. I'm like, man, so i got to start doing my podcast again. So I started thinking about it, and of course my buddy Ralph Wentz, Jamie Wentz, Mr. Wonderful, whatever he wants to call himself. He's got about 10,000 different nicknames. Um, he, he's he been doing podcasts, too, and he'd kind of stopped doing them for a little bit. And I got up with him, and he actually sent me a message. Let me, let me take that back. He sent me a message. He was like, Justin, we need to start podcasting again, man. I was like, you know, it's funny you bring this up because my boss actually called me out and was wondering where my podcast has been, what I've been up to. And, you know, he said he liked listening to him. So I think that we should kind of join forces here and do WWE mentality together. We both love WWE, and JR loves WWE. So I want to, you know, JR's in the studio right now. What's up, JR? Oh, nothing much, man. It's uh, very nerve-wracking to be behind a, uh, a microphone for once instead of just a phone. But yeah. it's very exciting, and I, I've built this up so much this past two weeks that we kind of got to deliver. Yeah, so. and, and deliver we shall. But, yes, you probably recognize that voice Ralph Wentz, Jamie Wentz. I call, I'm going to be calling him JR from Bump the Mat. Now, uh, are you still going to be doing a little bit with your podcast, or are we just going to join forces completely 100%? Um, I think I'm just going to tag team. Okay. You know, sure. we'll, we'll make a tag team out yeah. of it. Dude, you know what? I think that sounds like a grand idea because he has different viewpoints than I have on certain things, some things we agree on, some things we disagree on. We were actually having a conversation just the other day at Jack Brown's Beer and Burger. Join him off his eight and a half on the beach road in Kill Hills, North Carolina. And uh, we were talking something in regards to Natalia and how she's going to get a little bit of a championship push right now. He disagreed. I agree. But we'll get to that in just a minute. But, yes, back to the podcast we go. WWE Mentality, available on Anchor, on Spotify, 
on iTunes. What are the other platforms? I can't even remember right now. Uh, you got Overcast, Breaker. Um, there's just so many, but any listening or podcast forms out there that you can listen to. Right, right. Get a little closer to that microphone, JR. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, don't be scared of that thing. <laughs> I told you I was going to sit here and eat it, and then I'm then That's I'm all right. Scared. Hey, hey. <laughs> anyway, um, but also at obxtoday.com. obxtoday.com is your hub for all things Outer Banks, and it's uh, the spot where my podcast or our podcast, not mine, it's our podcast is going to be uploaded so that you can listen to it on a regular basis. obxtoday.com. So relaunching WWE mentality. Joining forces with JR, and it's going to be good. So we decided to go ahead and get started this week. Um, you can count on every Thursday a new podcast being uploaded. Uh, we and we're going to go through a lot of the same things that we did in the past. We're going to recap pay per views. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about new superstars that have entered the scene. We're going to talk about backstage heat things going on behind the scenes at WWE that nobody would really know unless you really read and study this stuff. No, no, mama sticking her head in the door right now. Yeah, disrupting. <laughs> you not read the sign? Can you not read? Yeah. So anyway, all that being said. That was my boss lady here at the radio <laughs> station. She's uh, probably Instagramming. We, we kind of have to do what she says, right? I mean, yes, but <laughs> before no. we get Before we get the smack down late on us. Yeah, before yeah. we get, yeah, she'll come in here and, and definitely <laughs> she'll smack us down pretty good. All right, so let's, uh, let's dive right in, JR. This past Sunday night, we had WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Uh, first of all, your A to, A to F... What would you What would you grade it? I would grade it at probably an A. Give it an A. I give it an A. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's been a while since I gave an A rating, so yeah. Yeah, A, a ratings have been hard to come by, man. I mean, Very. WWE's been in a little bit of a interesting slump. I hate to say it that way. Oh, that's yeah. just what it is. That's what hey, it is. What it is, and uh, as I was telling you the other day, it just it seems that to be like once school ends. Around the the May June you know that kind of time period, it kind of just gives a little slump. I don't know why, but for me, it's always been like that. I don't know about you, but well, and I, I agree. There, there's so much moving and shaking going on oh, yeah. after WrestleMania and shifting and new storylines and so many different things. It, it's sometimes it, it, it's hard to figure out which direction the company and, and, and they're going to go with things. So I can get that. I totally understand oh, yeah. that 100. percent But Extreme Rules was this past Sunday night. And kicked off, you know, during the kickoff show, which to me was a dis- disrespectful to the two individuals in the match as well as the championship itself. Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor battled for the Intercontinental Championship with Shinsuke Nakamura reigning victorious. Now, I had read recently that Finn Balor, since winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, has only defended it twice. He's only been on TV like a handful of times, like... What the heck's going on there? So Shinsuke Nakamura took the title from Finn Balor that night, and it's only it remains to see what's going to happen with the Intercontinental Championship going forward. Now, what, oh, oh, you're, you're you're putting up what? What are, you, what are you doing over there? My sources close to WWE, which would be myself, say that there might be a club reunion. Happening. Oh, you think so? I think I think so. We'll, we'll get more. We'll talk well, more yeah. about that here in a little bit. Because uh, yeah, we're going to go through. Raw, we're going to go through the pay-per-view, Raw, SmackDown, and backstage, see what's happening. You know, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. So 
That may be in the works. And Shinsuke with the belt. And see, Shinsuke to me, I mean, the strong style. I like his style in the ring. He's a great wrestler, great performer. Not saying that Finn Balor isn't. But what direction are they going to take the Intercontinental Championship with Shinsuke Nakamura? Only time will tell. So we shall see because I didn't see him on SmackDown, but we'll talk about SmackDown in a little bit. Okay, jumping into the pay-per-view itself, the actual main card. The Undertaker and Roman Reigns beat up on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. No no holds barred match. That match I liked. I was big on that match. I can appreciate the athleticism that The Undertaker showed after he had that horrible match with Goldberg at the Super Showdown. What do you think, JR? Oh, I I totally agree. Uh, I don't know if horrible even... That that's an extreme word for that. It it would it would be Lori like uh, I can't even come up with a word. It was so bad, but I horrific. love it. Yeah, horrific, yeah. Um, but horrific. I I yeah. <laughs> any other word, you know. Yeah. But any bad word would would take over that match they had at uh in Saudi Arabia. But mm-hmm. the Undertaker Roman Reigns match and defeating Shane and Drew. I think that was so good for The Undertaker to do, to come back, to bounce back, and to do it against somebody who beat him at WrestleMania a couple years ago. And I and, you know, I noticed the small things, kind of like how Taker's outfit played into Roman Reigns' outfit. Right. You know, Taker usually wears the long straps, so that way he can pull them down and tombstone and, and do all that. But this time, he didn't He didn't wear that kind of stuff. So him and Reigns kind of you know, played together and, you know, matched up together, which was really nice. And I think that match, being a tag match, kind of got Taker his breath that he needed. That way he wasn't long-winded and wasn't exhausted. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed that match and close to one of the best matches on the card. I can agree with that 100% because I was watching that and just when Shane off the top rope, Taker through the table, the announce table. I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, he just broke that man's back. I mean, yeah. what, Taker's like, what, 54, 55 oh, years yeah. old. He's yeah. somewhere up there. He just had a birthday, yeah. Yeah. Um, the man still got it. He still got it. And then when he jumped off the top rope, did the cross ring, trash can yep. into Taker, and then drug, drug Taker in the middle of the ring. Taker sat up. I was like, I didn't know. Like, I that is, honestly. That is, it, it gives me goosebumps talking yeah. about it right now, and, and just – he, like you said, he still got it at fifty something years old. That and, and it's not like they're what well, it's a walk in the park. This is WWE, the highest level of entertainment and wrestling that you talked about in the world. So it's not like they take their job lightly. Especially the Undertaker, and you know, we all, I'm sure we all know the Undertaker's past. Yes, so. absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was what was really epic to me was right there at the end of that match when Taker kind of slapped, you know, patted, not slapped him, but patted Roman Reigns on the chest, and he kind of read his lips. He said, it's your yard now. Now it's your yard, or something to that effect, but it's like, it's your yard. This is your yard now. So that, to me, was like a a good passing of the torch, a beginning of the passing of the torch. It's almost like when AJ Styles and John Cena had a match at SummerSlam, like, was it three years ago now, two years ago? I can't remember how long. It it all runs together at some point. (laughs) But, um, that was how that was. That was the passing of the torch, in a sense, for AJ Styles. And then when Roman Reigns, even a couple of years ago, and John Cena had a match, it was almost, you know, and Cena, that's the thing. Go out on your back. Just like what yep. did. Go out on your back, you know? So that was uh, to, to pass the torch along to the next person. So we'll see which direction that goes. It was cool to see Taker in a pay-per-view other than a Super Showdown or WrestleMania. 
So that, that was definitely a, a step in the right direction. Do I expect him to be around all the time? No. No, he's going to pop in from time to time. You know? Probably a Survivor Series or something like that. Probably see him back Survivor Series. He might show up at SummerSlam. I mean, that's considered to be the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Supposedly. Second or third. <laughs> you know, there's so many. I mean, the oh, Royal yeah. Rumble, Survivor Series, they're all big ones. But that was supposed to be SummerSlam was supposed to be one of the bigger ones. Let's move on now. The Revival defeated the Usos. Um, another match, the Raw Tag Team Championship did not change hands to back to the Usos. I like the, the way the Revival's working right now. They're flowing really well together. I, I agree. And, you know, the, the Revival and the Usos went back and forth with some jokes and some comedy skits. Yeah, yeah. That kind of seemed to pass the time a little bit for this match. But um, the, the big question is now, what are the Usos going to do? Well, and, and the <laughs> thing is, yeah, you can't really uh, – really discredit them and take them away from a, like, a title hunt right. sort. But I mean, a new feud with them and someone else would be nice to see. Right. It'd be nice to see what kind of what creative could do to keep them relevant. Because if you think about it, in some cases, some of the superstars that shoot the superstardom stick, or, you know, yep. win the titles, and then when they start pushing them back to the big card to give somebody else a little bit of an opportunity, how do they keep them relevant? How do they keep people interested in them? And, and it's going to be interesting to see which direction they go with those uh, moving forward. Uh, Alistair Black and Cesaro. Now, here is an individual that I feel like has gotten the shaft a couple of times. Cesaro. He has never had any sort of world championship gold opportunity that I am aware of. Now, I'm not saying he hasn't had it, but I'm not aware of him if he has had it. So, uh, he's always had some sort of tag team match. He never, never really had an individual run at any sort of title that I am aware of unless you tell me otherwise, JR. I can't remember. I think past. he and again, I, I'm alongside with you. I, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I want to say an Intercontinental one. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe. I think I think you're right about that one. I do. A couple of years ago. Um, but he, he is what I call a journey. Yeah. Okay, you've seen the movie, the Page movie, yep. Fighting with My Family. Yep. Vince, uh, Vince Vaughn's character in that movie, he talks about Paige's brother as being a journeyman. He's somebody that helps elevate the next guy. Yep. He's the one that makes the next guy look good. I think that's Cesaro's role in the WWE right now, unfortunately, is that he's going to do – he's pushed Aleister, Aleister Black up. I like Aleister Black's yeah. image. I like the way – I like his – he's like a second coming almost. And I say this very, very lightly, but he's almost a second coming of the Undertaker. I would I mean, agree with that. Know, what do you think? Uh, I was I was leaning more towards like a Bray, like a, okay. like a Bray Wyatt back when he first started with the Wyatt family. Right. But, um, and, and talking about that, bringing Bray up, uh, I really thought you know Alistair Black had this whole. I did you just spit that out of your mouth? <laughs> I, I got a little bit too much. Sorry, I was taking a drink. WWE is so good to talk about that. Yeah. Justin can't fulfill his drink. <laughs> so you know Al- Alistair Black had this big build up where he sat down talked to himself and said, I wish somebody would fight. I wish somebody would come in and pick a fight with me. And Cesaro happened to be that guy, but I really wanted the return of the new Bray Wyatt to come out because I think them two with their characters and the charisma and fighting style, I think that would be awesome. I can agree with that. And to be honest with you, JR, I think that's something that we're going to see sometime, I would say, within the next Oh, definitely. It's got I to would happen hope so. sometime within the next year because just like you said, there's charisma, their style, their image. It's just, it, it's it's made to happen. Yes. It's made to come together that way. 
totally, totally 100% back that statement. Okay, uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match. Bailey, she's actually gotten a little bit more rough around the edges. I believe you tweet. Tell me about this tweet that you oh, tweeted God. her about a few months ago. So I don't know if I'm a mind reader or anything, or I'm just that good when it comes to WWE. But I had Bailey had tweeted out when this whole SmackDown Raw brand split went on. She had tweeted out saying SmackDown would be good for me. It's a new change, new something like that. And I tweeted back and said that. Bailey, SmackDown would be good for you if you change your image, change your attitude, change your outfit, just change. Stop being the good girl and and go back to being rough around the edges, kind of like you said, and and just be different and not be a uh, it's called what's called a baby face. Yeah. A baby face <laughs> is a good person in WWE. Go back to you know be a heel. Try heel out because ever since she's done WWE, she's been the hugger. She's had Bailey buddies and. I understand. I get it. But there's always need for change in WWE. And I think Bailey needed to change. And I'm I'm starting to see it. I didn't agree with it at first. We had this conversation months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to see it now where the little attitude has come out. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Change is growth. Change, change is, is growth. growth. That's true. It's definitely growth. And that's the thing with Bailey. I, I, can, I can see her turning heel at some point. She's still got that likable little girl yeah. lover kind of attitude. You know, little girls love her, not she's a little girl lover. Wrong. But yeah. you get what I'm saying? <laughs> little girls, I mean, they look up to her. They want to be just like her. And and I think that at some point, though, you're right. She's going to turn heel. But she retained her SmackDown Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, this friendship with Alexa and Nikki, some sort of uh, there's some evolution there that I'm not exactly sure of. Rumor has it that part of the formation of this duo is because Alexa has had some out of ring issues that has prevented her from being able to perform. That's why and Nikki Cross has been kind of filling the gaps for her. That's why it was turned into a handicap match, from what I understand, because they weren't sure if, if she was going to be good to go, if Alexa right. was going to be ready for Extreme Rules because she was suffering from some sort of illness, I want to say with some bad, bad sinus infection or some hmm. sort, something like that. Uh, not sure. It was some illness. I heard it was like almost like a Daniel Bryan thing where well, her, her, her headaches and concussions maybe. That's true. Right. She, was, she did have a concussion last year. That's why, and that was started beginning of that whole moment of bliss little talk show yeah yeah that they started just so they could keep her relevant but not have her performing in ring they had right. her doing more you know talking microphone because you know let's face it she's good on the mic she's awesome yeah but yeah so bailey defeated alexa bliss nikki cross in the handicap match retained that championship i was almost expecting after the match was over alexa to like freak out on nikki and be like it's your fault we lost him uh, i was too it didn't i was down too. that way well, I, I think if you if you go back and look at uh, Alexis past, I think like you were talking about, she's had some problems keeping some friends. Yeah. So it was kind of expected, but look at Mickey James, look at Nia Jax, yep. all gone from WWE by the way. Well, gone, but not <laughs> gone, but there. Gone, yeah, they're they're they're. Well, we'll talk. We can talk yeah. about that in just a little bit. That's that's part of what we'll talk about when it comes to backstage news and things of that nature. But. Uh, here we go. Braun Strowman beat Bobby Lashley in the last man standing match. That to me was actual. I mean, that was carnage. Yeah, you that know? was that was non PG stuff. Oh yeah, you think about what <laughs> they did back when he put him through what the entrance to the, to 
Titantron, you know, yeah. Titantron, yeah. Um, it took it to a whole another oh, yeah. level in that match specifically. I mean, they beat the brakes off each other. How they were able, how Braun Strowman was able to get up after it all was just beyond me. Because I mean, you think about a last man standing match, you got to be down. It's it's almost like a boxing match. Okay? Oh yeah. yeah, pin count, Done. you're out, pin right. out. You know, so. That I mean, kind of proved that it's it's push Braun Strowman, and it's, unlike you, because we talked about this off air uh, like earlier this week. It's I think Braun Strowman's starting to get a, a little bit more of a push again. I really, I really hope so, because you know, like you said, we were talking about Braun and how how he started the good push, and it was there, and then it just somehow fizzled out. And right. I really hope they they try to push him so he doesn't lose that that momentum. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, the new day. They defeated Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Heavy Machinery to become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions in the Triple Threat match. Man, I am on Team Heavy Machinery. Yes, Otis is my guy. He is my role model. I want to look and be just like him. Can you try talking to him like him real quick? I don't know. I don't even ask. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, uh, but like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Heavy Machinery. That's my new tag team. Okay? I agree. I Love agree. those guys. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, they're kind of an oddball pairing. You know, big guy, little guy, but they both have that scruff look about them. In the New Day, well, hey, they're, they're Wyatt brothers. They're Wyatt brothers. Yeah, they got to stay together. <laughs> well, the New Day is they're now six-time tag team champion. AJ Styles beat Ricochet to be the new United States champion. That's something we haven't seen the last no, we have not no. seen the last. I, of, I really hope not. <laughs> no, we have not seen the last of Ricochet and AJ Styles. That's going to be a, a something that keeps going and going and going for a little while. Even past, I can see that one going all the way to maybe even Survivor Series. Well, maybe. I mean, that's four four Hell months away. Sell. Hell oh sell God, sell. I would I would love and I would pay hard hard money to go see if they were in Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell God. before Survivor Series. Yep. For real. So uh, that might be something that they could be getting geared up, and it's like, uh, all right, check, we're going to carry this all the way through. The could you imagine Ricochet in a Hell in a Cell? Maybe I mean, outside of a Hell in a Cell, on top of a Cell. Who yeah. <laughs> all over the cell. All over the cell. All right, so that takes us to Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Kevin Owens. What? Well, you're not. What, 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 I mean, what, Kevin what, Owens. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Yay. Nay. Dolph Ziggler. Nay. Nay. Uh, don't tell No No Mama that. No No Mama is a Dolph Ziggler fan, just so you know. Oh, I'm sure she is. She I'm sure she uses sign. the ha- same hair products, too. Probably. Now, <laughs> she had a sign when we went to a live event a few years ago that said Mrs. Ziggler, oh, and it had gosh. an arrow pointing towards her. He actually reached over the, the side the side there and hugged her oh, my while holding that sign. Yeah. So she was tickled to death. But, yeah, Kevin uh, Owens, he is definitely taking on a new character that I'm, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. Like, I, I always thought, I thought to myself, this probably a couple of months ago, after he came back from the yeah. When he came back, I was like, you know what? He's always going to be a hero. There's no way he could ever be a face. There's no way they can turn him into a face. WWE Creative has proved me wrong. He has turned into a face. I'm, I'm liking this this real talk Kevin Owens, but he and, he and Dolph Ziggler had a match. They had a little beat that formed like two weeks, a week or so yeah. before screen rules. And Kevin Owens beat him in 18 seconds. 17 seconds. It's like the quickest match, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Then Kevin Owens basically grabbed the mic and said he was coming out to Shane McMahon, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, WWE champion Kofi Kingston defeated Samoa Joe. 
Uh, I'll be honest, this match was probably one of the matches of the night when I started to fall asleep because you know, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, what do you think? I watched this match. It was so much better than I originally thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, given Samoa Joe's size, given Kofi Kingston's size, and their different uh, fighting styles or wrestling styles, mm-hmm. I thought Samoa Joe was definitely going to win. Because, you know, again, at the same time, you you have the Kofi Kingston story, the, you know, took him 11 years and blah, blah, blah. And then you have Samoa Joe, who's just that hard hitting Samoan. And Kokina Clutch is something fierce. Dude, I. Yeah, I don't want to get ever locked in that. Ever. <laughs> no. Um, I, I really thought it was just Samoa Joe's time. But, yeah, I don't think that's over either. I don't think. I think you're right. I think there's more to come from that as well. Brings us to our main event. Universal champion Seth Rollins and Raw Women's champion Becky Lynch defeated Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. But that wasn't really the highlight of that entire situation, that entire yeah. match. Because Brock Lesnar came out as Paul Heyman had promised and cashed in his Money in the Bank contract right. on Seth Rollins and won the Universal. Well, we all know how Paul Heyman is. He likes to play money games. And so who, what percentage of that arena do you think honestly thought that he was telling you? Well, and it's hard to tell. I agree <laughs> right. with you there. That's definitely one of those situations where it's like, it's it's like the individual there was uh, said about uh, Bruce Willis last Boy Scout. Every lie that he told in that movie had 80% truth. Uh, or every truth had 20% lie to it, however you want to say it. Right. That's the thing about Paul Heyman is he's going to tell you the truth to an extent to keep you guessing. And that's what keeps it fun for me. Yeah. It's like, I want to be guessing. So, with that being said, he was trying to find a way to tell us that Brock Lesnar was going to cash in on is this WWE new executive producer talking, right. or is this Paul Heyman talking? Right, right. Well, I guess it was executive producer because Brock Lesnar did cash in on Seth Rollins, which to me, I was like, man, come on. I was hoping it was going to be like a failed attempt at a cash in. You know, like like what happened to Baron Corbin a few years right. ago. Right, yeah. I was hoping it was going to be a failed cash in attempt. And then Brock Lesnar snuffed out because, I mean, it's either you get all of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, don't get any of them. And to be honest, I guess they want to keep him relevant because thanks to WWE money. Yeah, I mean he's a money maker. He, like like Paul Heyman said uh, years ago in a you know uh, it's kind of like a fun like once open forum or anything. But he was in a crowd of some people. He I think he showed up to a, an interview or something, and he said, "Did was that the plan for Brock Lesnar to be Undertaker, or did Brock Lesnar decide to be Undertaker?" Who's really going to stop Brock Lesnar? He makes so much money that win or lose, he's going to make money. So did he decide that he was going to be Undertaker, or did WWE decide that he was going to be Undertaker? Well, he's such a big draw, it doesn't matter. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I actually remember reading an article about that specific match one time, and that was a man decision. Because huh? Brock Lesnar did not want to be known as that guy, right? He didn't want it, you know. To be and that was, you know, there was an argument. I don't think anybody wanted yeah, it. <laughs> there was a, there was an argument that Vince and Brock had in regards to that match because I think the original idea was to have Undertaker win, right? But then at the last second, Vince called an audible and had Brock. Win. So anyway, it was a shock to see on TV for sure. Definitely was, but that was uh, that was then. 
<laughs> so we've got to press on. Been Raw. that one forever. Monday, yeah, <laughs> Monday Night Raw. So kicking off Monday Night Raw, Paul Heyman, the versatile champion, Brock Lesnar, addressed the end of WWE Extreme Rules and announced the participants in the All-Star Top 10 Battle Royal to take place that night in the main event. So, of course, he's going to come out and flaunt a little bit. Right. I'm the reigning, defending, undisputed, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> but then they start announcing the individuals that are going to be in that All-Star Battle Royal, Top 10 Battle Royal, which were part. as follows. Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Cesaro, Braun Strowman, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, Big E, Kevin Reigns. You, JR, had expressed to me earlier this week when we sat down and had a meeting of the minds for the podcast that you didn't feel like that was a correct top ten. I, I definitely didn't. I, I didn't think that Big E should be in there. I didn't think Sami Zayn should be in there. And I did not think Cesaro needed. Those were just gap. There's, well, not I, gap, I don't know. Was, well, there was no gap. Who did you think should have taken the place? I know you there was one individual. But I can't remember who the other All right, I, I'm sorry. Actually, I didn't think Rey Mysterio needed to be in there. Cesaro needed to be in there. Okay. Uh, Rey Mysterio was my other one. So take out Sammy, take out Biggie, and take out Rey Mysterio. I think maybe you should. Well, why not put Kofi in? Why not put, uh, like, Kevin? Kofi's already champion, bro. Well, why not put him in there? Okay, dual champion. Okay, I can. I, can, I, I mean, I that can. could be a good bill. I mean, Maybe so. so Maybe it, so. At least it would throw some some thought, you know. Okay. Like, what if he wins? But um, it's hard to tell without a list of people here um, and, and trying to remember Raw. But, um, Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, that Drew McIntyre. That's what that's the one I was talking about. Like, why wasn't Drew McIntyre in there? He's been on the up since he got back to let's right. Raw or WWE. Okay. Um, and he's just, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, he's just gone now. He's a mid-card guy, like I was telling you the other day uh, away from the station here. But um, Bray Wyatt. Why wasn't Bray Wyatt into that? Bray Wyatt. But, but now I know now. He hadn't been reintroduced <laughs> yet. I mean, he'd only been doing that Firefly Funhouse. Right, you right. seen him on the screen. You hadn't seen him in the ring. Right. Quite some time, so I can understand why he may not have been part of that match. Right, but yeah, I mean, there's other individuals. Ben Balor, but this was before the whole thing happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, right, you know, obviously, I'm just. Well, I can. I, I'll be honest. I can understand the Rey Mysterio thing because Rey Mysterio in the past has been uh, WWE champion. Right. Okay, I can understand that one. Uh, Cesaro, like I, I honestly, the only person I had an issue with was Sami Zayn. Maybe before this whole Kevin Owens development that they were uh, putting forth now with Shane McMahon, uh, before they decided to do that, I mean, that's my mind would have gone to Kevin Owens in places. You know what I mean? But that's the only one that I would I really disagreed with in that entire match. I like the I like the Big E thing, man. I'd like to see Big E get, get a push. Yeah. I would. So that was to be seen later on that night. With that being said. Ricochet and the Usos, they ended up teaming up in a triple tag or a triple. What's the word I'm for? Uh, in a tag team uh, match with two out of three falls. Two out of three falls match against the Revival and Robert Roode. There's another journeyman right there. Yeah, he was United sure. States champion for a short period of time. Now he's a journeyman. But Ricochet has proven he's high flying, jumping, 
bouncing. He's got the athleticism. He's got the moves. He's going to be a, a, a good push yeah. for sure. But, yeah, they ended up beating the Raw Tag Team Champions, Revival, and Robert Roode two out of three falls. So, moving into another tag team. we got tag team going on. The Viking Raiders, man. How do you feel about those guys? I liked them when they first came out after the whole name change debacle that they had three different names or whatever it was, they kind of just fell off for me, honestly. And okay. and for them to be so good, because they are good, I'm not you know, disputing that, but for them to go up against some no-namers, Benny Gruner and uh, Jackson James uh, from Poondock, wherever. Poondock, Long Island. Yeah, yeah somewhere. Yeah. Um, kind of just tells me they got nothing for them right now. That's, that's a shame. Well, if you think about it, when Braun Strowman first broke away from the Wyatt family, yeah, dude, is. he went against no names for like yeah, two I, or three months. And then he's like, I want some real competition. Big Foley. Big Foley was GM. Big Foley, I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about finding some real competition. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. Staging the Viking Raiders for some sort of push. Who knows? Yeah. But they're trying right now. They're in limbo. And that's what they do with the guys that are in limbo. They they pair them up against individuals I mean, like this. That's how Matt and Jeff Hardy got their start. I, I mean, remember, I remember seeing them at Manio High School's gym yeah. years ago when they were, yeah. you know, they were small timers. They weren't Team Extreme. Though. They weren't Team Extreme, <laughs> but they, the Hardy Boys, I remember it. Oh yeah, cool. So uh, Cedric Alexander, man, Drew McIntyre is an unfinished business for him after that tag team match a week before the week prior to this Raw. Uh, when Roman Reigns and his mystery partner, the janitor, <laughs> yeah, beat Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Um, Cedric Alexander, cruiserweight. It, it almost reminds me of another Rey Mysterio kind of thing here because yeah. I just remember watching WCW years and years and years ago when Rey Mysterio was called the Giant Killer. Mm. He was called the Giant Killer because he beat Kevin Nash. Oh, my gosh, this little itty-bitty guy, <laughs> this little luchador beat Kevin Nash. Right. Okay? Kind of the same thing here. You got a cruiserweight that is beaten up on the big boys. What are they doing with Cedric Alexander? I don't know. I, I personally like him. I like his style, and it, it's a definite plus he's from North Carolina. So, yeah, uh, kind of, whether he's good or not, you kind of have to go with him. But I, I enjoy his style. I, I love his finishing move. Um, it's very unique, but to do that on a bigger type guy, obviously you didn't see that his finishing move going against uh, again a bigger type guy. But I, I mean, he could be a good tag team with Ricochet. I mean, not jumping back to the tag teams, but giving something for him, maybe put him in a tag team. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can see how that see how that can yeah. play out. Uh, Samoa Joe. And after this match was over. <laughs> Something interesting happened, JR. Do you remember what that was? I believe some creepy little clown showed up. All right, let's say that Samoa Joe beat Finn Balor. Uh, let's say that first. But, yeah, some, cl- some clown showed up. And it's about damn time. Okay, all right. Yeah, I hear <laughs> you. Know you. What I mean? Wonder what was going on there. So who was it? It was the one and only rejuvenated Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that was... Uh, 
That was the part of the show where I'd paused my TV, right? And I was going to put my son to bed. I'm glad that I did. Thank God. Yeah, come out. <laughs> it was just Finn Balor standing in the middle of the ring before the lights started going out. He's standing there. I paused the TV and I was like, "All right, Austin, it's time to go to bed." Went, put him in bed. Yeah, did you choose a good time? I chose a great time because <laughs> he wouldn't have slept that night if he no, saw that. No, it was definitely. I mean, this new image that they've given Bray Wyatt is so. It's like it's a cr- demonic clown that looks worse than the it clown. It's hard to say, but it's so worse than what he started out with the Wyatt family. I thought the Wyatt family was creepy. Yeah. But no, this, this is, is it blows it out of the water. This is taking it to yeah, another level, this, you know. And, uh, I'm almost, you know, my son loves to watch wrestling with me, but it's like when it comes to seeing <laughs> that, I'm almost afraid for him to, to watch yeah. it with me. Just because, I mean, dude, they are going back to a little bit of that attitude style. Yeah. It's yep. not quite a PG show anymore. It's going back to the PG-13 thing like they had years ago. What, what I really liked about it is they delivered it so well with the music, lights flashing. Right. Yep. I mean, if they would have just came out and hit his music, probably not that great. But I love their delivery. They did awesome at it. Let's continue to do it. I agree. I agree. Now, here's the next match that came up with Zack Ryder and Mike Nellis, okay? Two individuals, I think this is what they put them in a match for. Here's why I say this. They put these two in a match together to see how the crowd was going to react. Right. Because two individuals, Zack Ryder hasn't done anything. I mean, he had his, his WrestleMania moment was when he beat the Miz yeah. at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. And then he turned around the very next night and lost it back. Right. Yep. That was his, He had his... His moment in time there. He was teamed up with Bojo Raleigh. Yeah. That fell apart. Zack Ryder, where is he? What's he supposed to be doing? Mike Nellis. What, I mean, what, what's going on here, you know? They were engaging the crowd with yeah. that match to see if there was anything, any fuel left in the tank for them, any investment needed to be done in them. And I don't, I honestly, uh, I think that was when I went took a bathroom break. Yeah. I, did, I, don't, I don't recall really paying too close attention to that match. Well, to me, it was just a low-level mid-card match that mid the low-card, smack dab in the middle of the show. That popcorn. Just, yeah, kind of fill a gap. It was a gap filler match. Well, I mean, like I was telling you the other day, kind of like who returns where is is a big, uh, big thing with me. Is like where are they at, what city they're in, what state, who's returning. But obviously this wasn't a return thing. This was in Long Island where Zack Ryder's from. True, true. So, yeah, I mean, you, whether you, he had a few going on or not, you kind of, I guess, had to throw him out there. So, Right. Now, the club in the Lucha House Party, man. What, what, what is that all about? The club in the Lucha House Party. Is that just kind of a, uh, a warm-up match for the club? Because we all knew what was going to happen there. I think so. I mean, the Lucha House Party, they're good high flyers. The Lucha, you know, the Lucha, they're high flyers, yeah. high energy. Flippers, kickers, all sorts of great action-packed entertainment in the match. Little guys are just jumping around and doing crazy things. The club, I mean, come on, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. We knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Now, here is a match that we're going to talk about that I loved it. I loved it. And I've fallen in love a little bit with women's wrestling more because, to me, it's been more entertaining than the guys. So, Natalia, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Carmella had a fatal four-way match, a fatal four-way elimination match to see who was going to go and challenge Becky Lynch to SummerSlam for the women's title. How did that match play out? Or how did, well, first of all, Natalia won. Yep. How were you expecting it to play out, though? Given the women that were in the match, given that you know you take everything into consideration, 
I was really expecting Alexa Bliss to come out with the win. Really? To, to face the man because I don't like Becky Lynch. Not right now. Still. Lynch? Really? Still. Even I'm, with I'm, all the fame she's getting and all the glory. And- well, it's, it, for me, it's not about the outside fame. He's dating Seth Rollins. Well, I'm, I'm married to Amanda, Amanda Wentz. But what does that matter? Nothing. She's nothing. Awesome. It's my. It's in my world. <laughs> it's great <laughs> okay. in my world. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I see what you're saying. I, I wanted Alexa Bliss to win because them two going back and forth, I think, could bring a very, very good feud. Um, if they could the build up, the build up is for me. You know, I match type. You know, all that crap. Uh, I'm okay with. But the for me, it's the feud. It's like Taker and Triple H feud. It's you know, it's all them really good on the mic skills that bring you in the story and and that's what it's about for me is because alexa bliss as you noted earlier who's super good on the mic um the man becky lynch is is getting there she's not quite where i want her to be but she's getting there and i I just think them two would make a a very good feud gotcha okay well i was actually glad that natalia won i know i was very happy i I wanted to be either (laughs) her or carmella i'm a fan of both right um not saying I'm not a fan of Naomi. I am a fan of hers, too. I mean, I, I think Naomi's day will come back. I just didn't think it's right now. Right. I love the fact that Natalia got this opportunity because Natalia recently on her social media shared a picture of her and Becky Lynch talking about how proud she was of, of Becky and where she had come because they were actually roomies and piled around together. When I, I believe they were both in New Japan together back in, like, 2005. Really? Or they had gone to Japan for some events. Right. Maybe not necessarily New Japan, but they had gone to Japan, and there was like a picture from way back then, and them two together, and those two together. And she was like, oh, so proud of how much Becky has accomplished. Go, girl. Blah, 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 blah. Hashtag bestie. Hashtag, you know, all that other kind <laughs> two of. Two paws. Yeah, two <laughs> paws. Yeah. So, and then like after the match was over, Becky climbed in and was like, you know, we are friends, but when it comes to my title, nobody's my friend. And then. Natalia proceeded to call her a uh, a female dog, for lack of better terms. Yeah, drop oh, the, the wow. B word. Ooh. That I'm coming for you. Mm. Something to that effect. Uh, drop, the, drop the female dog term in there. It starts with a B and ends with an H. I'll let you draw your own. Bath. Yes. Call her a bath. Call her a bath. <laughs> what a bath. Anyway, so <laughs> Natalia, we're going to see which direction that's going to go. I think that's going to be a great. Let's see how, how they work this going into. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so Dolph Ziggler and the Miz—they came came out on Miz TV. Dolph Ziggler requested to talk to the Miz, and if you know about the Miz and Dolph Ziggler's history, they're actually best friends. Best friends. Yeah. So Dolph Ziggler came out and started dropping truths on the Miz, mm. and the Miz was having a hard time swallowing that pill in my opinion. That's that's weird for the Miz. Well, and the <laughs> thing is, is, Miz has been face here lately. Ever right. since Shane turned on him. Yeah. Way back in was it Elimination Chamber? No. Right before Mania. I can't think of oh, right yeah. now. But oh. back when he turned on the Miz, right. this came famous. Okay? You called that. I did call that. Called I did that. say that. The, <laughs> I did say it. That Shane was going to turn on the Miz. Yep. Um, Dolph Ziggler came out and told him, like, yo, Miz, what have you been doing, man? Like, you're wearing a shirt that says Long Island is awesome. 
And it's like, well, it is awesome. And he's like, man, you're not from Long Island. You're not even from Hollywood, bro. You're from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. You know, and just started calling him out on like how he's being a fake, you know, individual here lately. Right. And then I don't remember the exact words or how he said it, but he said, you know, you're, you're got the wife in there, man. I'm yeah, he said, I, I caught the tail end of that the other day and it you know once you bring Marie once you bring Maurice into talking about if I say something about your wife what are you gonna do? You're gonna punch me in the face. This computer would not be here. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it'd be in my face. You know, if I was talking trash and I was coming at you and I was you know a lot of hard jabs and then I bring your wife into it. Nah dude I expect you to punch me in the face. That's what I'm at I'm I'm wanting you to come at Oh yeah. And that's exactly what happened. The Miz he went on dog kicked him out of the ring. Which direction is that gonna go? Because the very next night, The Miz was in a match against, was he in a match with Miz? <laughs> not The Miz, excuse me. Dolph Ziggler was in a match with Kevin Owens at SmackDown, but we'll right. get to that in just a second. Uh, R-Truth and Drake now have the 24-7 championship. That is becoming so good. Dude, way, way better than I, again, I originally know. thought. When when Mick Foley first announced that title, that new title, yep. I was like, man, what the heck? You just see a bunch of superstars chasing each other around backstage. But our truth is such a great entertainer, so man. So Another fellow North Carolinian. Yep. Uh, he's just he's awesome. He's like he's consummating the marriage. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I hope, hope you still y'all still ain't constipated, and then he runs <laughs> off with the title after he. It's awesome hornswoggle. Yeah, hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, you got a room in here for hornswoggle. But yeah, so our truth and Drake Maverick have this thing going on, and it's it's hilarious, man. I'm loving every minute of that. I like. I I'm like I'm petitioning and- right now. Our truth needs to be in the WWE Heavyweight Title picture right now. I think so? Oh yeah, really? Yes. Our truth's been around for a hot minute, bro. Uh, they they. If you go back on YouTube and type in our uh, truth uh, birthday joke, they play a joke on him like after a SmackDown show or something, saying he's like 60 years old. He he's not sixty. He, no, no, no. He's up in age, but he's, he's in his Yeah, he's he's been there John for quite Cena a long while. Yeah. Maybe a little older than John hey, Cena. John Cena is his hero. <laughs> he wants to be just like John That's Cena. That's right. Which is where I thought that was going too. So I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with our truth. I hope Dude, he, that would be funny if like Dark Truth turned around one day with the twenty four seven championship and John Cena standing right there. It's like oh, that would be awesome. and then John Cena takes over <laughs> that would be cool. I think that would be a funny Do you game. think anybody could beat John Cena at that point? <laughs> I don't know. I mean it, it'd just be I I'm just like it for the comedic effect. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not good, trying to guess how that whole twenty four seven championship No. You know, title you guess, runs you never know. person to person. I'm just sitting back and watching it as it unfolds. I'm not going to sit there and try to psychoanalyze any of that. Let's just let it happen. Yeah. So, last match of the night, Seth Rollins came out victorious in the All-Star Top 10 Battle Royal to earn a universal title match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I think you were I upset at this a little bit. This. Yes, I prayed against this. Right. Okay? Um, I didn't want to see it. I was like, come on. Seth Rollins. Yeah, you're a great champion. You've been a great champion. There's no denying that. You're great in the ring. You're great on the mic. You definitely bring a, a, another element to WWE. Man, it's the torch. Yeah. You know, pass it around. I'm not saying pass it down. I'm saying pass it around so right. it will come back to you. The minute you pass it down, it rarely does it go back up. Right. You know? Pass it around. So I was hoping to see, honestly, Randy Orton. Yeah win this match. I believe I texted you and said I changed my mind because I think I'd said something like, yeah, Braun Strowman or Bobby Lashley. And yeah. I said, change my mind, Randy Orton. Because if you remember, Randy Orton came back with injury back in 2015. 
15, I think. Yep. His first match was at SummerSlam against Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar tore him up. Tore him to pieces, split his head wide and freaking over. I wanted to see that match. I still want to see that match. <laughs> I don't think that match is over with either. I mean, I, I agree with you. I wanted it to be somebody not Seth Rollins. <laughs> yes. Even though I, I go back and say a couple months ago, I did say Seth Rollins was going to be a champ for 365. Obviously, that's not happening. But given you know creative stuff and way WWE is right now, I I want to see somebody else. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I want it to be a, a weekly individual that will show yep. up on Raw, not when they feel like it, like yep. Brock Lesnar. Um, that, to me, is a, it's another disgraceful way to treat the most prestigious championship in the WWE. I think that had a lot to do with the tanking of the ratings. Yeah. I think it had a lot to do with just the overall low morale of the crowd. Um, which brings me back to one thing that infuriated me. Let me go back just a little bit. In the match, the fatal four-way with Italian Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Carmella. I completely despise the way that the crowd reacted I agree. to that match. Halfway through the match, I believe Alexa Bliss had Carmella in a headlock. And they started chanting something along the lines of, this is, boring. This is awful, or yeah. this sucks, or something to that effect. Y'all, you'll never hear me. I might say, ah, that match wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I'm never going to. The only time I've ever said there was a horrible match was between The Undertaker and Goldberg, and that's because it had been built up to be something magnificent, and it was an epic failure. That was pretty bad. (laughs) There again, I would have never been in the crowd screaming, this is awful. You know why? Because they're there doing what they do best. Guarantee you they're better than you, oh, yeah. they're better than me at what they do. So that was something that kind of set me off the other night. But we shame, must, shame, shame on Long Island. Shame on Long Island. But they are. We must press forward. Press forward. Um, SmackDown Live. Sparks flew during Shane Man's town hall meeting. Okay, he had his big town hall meeting in the beginning. Wasn't going to let Kevin Owens in the building. He had security there at the entrance. Wasn't letting Kevin Owens in the building. Kevin Owens was given the quote-unquote night off, okay? Fast forward to in the ring. And said, okay, this is the town hall forum. Everybody feel free to speak openly but respectfully to ownership of WWE. Like, the best in the world. You know that oh, yeah. thing he does. <laughs> so, the town hall meeting. Roman Reigns was the first to speak up. Yes, he was. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Remember what he said? I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember um, about something what he said. along the lines of uh, "Everyone here thinks you suck," and as far as being respectful or something like that, you can kiss kiss my yeah and left. kiss my back yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he left, yes. and he's like, "Well, I'll I'll handle him. He is going to be fine, yeah. and I will handle him accordingly. He'll be fine." Yeah, uh, <laughs> then I believe it was uh, who was it that stepped up next? Um, it was uh, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Shane, I think you've done such a marvelous job. One family to another. One family to another, <laughs> and Roman was so disrespectful. And then Liv Morgan stepped up and was like, "Shut up! You're 100 percent fake from head to toe." And what is real on you, what girl? Is, yeah. So. <laughs> 
and that's where the crowd was like, oh. The town hall <laughs> meeting definitely uh, went a little differently than had planned. Andrade and Apollo Crews had some words. They stuff. did. Um, Alistair Black and Cesaro. Right after that. Right yeah. after that had some words for each other. But then Alistair Black and Cesaro had a match. Right. Where Alistair Black and Cesaro again. Yep. Again, another journeyman. All they did was beat a match from Another journeyman laying down to make the up-and-coming superstar look better. How I see it. Charlotte Flair and Liv Morgan, though. Now, Charlotte beat Liv Morgan. All knew that was going to happen. And I know that's your girl, JR. That is your girl. girl. You love you some Charlotte Flair. But Liv Morgan feels like she's got something to prove. And after the match was over... He grabbed the microphone. Snatched it right off Corey Graves' head. Yeah, snatched it off Corey Which Graves I don't think head. was planned because if you look at his reaction, he yeah. was like, what the That was going definitely on? unplanned. <laughs> and she said that she was coming back and she was going to be real. Yeah, which I didn't really understand. Like, she didn't get hurt in the match, as far as I know. No. But, you know, but she, hey. she, maybe she's re-imaging. Maybe she's doing something different. My wife actually made the comment to me that she thought that she was going to come back as like a doll baby's they kind of run in the field and do that. I said, no, no, no. I don't think that's the case. But Maybe the she takes away, takes away the pink hair and the blue tongue and comes right. back and beats some people right. up. <laughs> Who uh, knows? Now, Bailey and Ember Moon, they teamed up together and beat Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'm waiting for that tag team to implode. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are bound to implode at some point. Uh, fire and desire. Uh I where just, where I, is the fire though? The fire is, is <laughs> snuffed out as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Uh, the New Day, they hijacked Daniel Bryan's major announcement because he was supposed to make some sort of major announcement. You were that. super excited about this. I was very excited about this. I'm like, what is it going to be? It's going to make SmackDown an awesome show tonight. Yeah. No. <laughs> it didn't. He never made the announcement, dropped his mic and left, which caused Randy Orton and Samoa Joe to team up with Elias yep. to fight with the New Day. Okay. All that being said, this is where I believe Randy Orton is going to get a title push against Kofi. I hope he does. I think that Randy Orton is going to get a title push against Kofi. I wish, though, it was Randy Orton against Brock Lesnar, but I'm taking it with bad. At least he's getting a title. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. time champion. I'd like to see. I'd like to see him surpass John Cena. If there was one to surpass, I would want it to be Randy Orton. Seriously, Randy Orton is continuing. Randy Orton's been in the game almost as long as John Cena, right? But has not stepped away to go to Hollywood. He hasn't stepped yep. away to do anything crazy. I mean, I think he's been in, featured in a couple of movies, yeah, B-level movies. But I mean, as far as actual taking time away to go make a movie. And, Nah, man. I love Randy Orton because his physical appearance is awesome. Always has been. But he doesn't have to say much. It's crazy. You know? Yeah, he's, all you have to say is three three letters. RKO. RKO. That's all you got to say. That's and you got, got 17,000 people like that. You're absolutely right. Uh, the Kabaki Warriors defeated the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. The Iconics, but that was by countout. It was a SmackDown. Huh? The SmackDown. SmackDown, that's what I meant. SmackDown yeah. champions. Yeah, you're right. The SmackDown tag team champions, the iconic. Or, well, they are the women's tag team champions. I was but they're dual branded. Right, right, champions. right. Yeah. They don't fight on either brand. But the other night they were on SmackDown. Uh, the Baki Warriors defeated them, but only by count out. And Paige yeah. was very upset. They ended up dragging Mandy Rose and Sonya Bill back into the ring. 
They're not main versions. He ended up bring, dragging the Iconics, the Iconics back into the ring. Aiden Royce and Billy Kay. Yes, and doing some damage on them. I'm sure you enjoyed that because uh, if I remember right, you're not a big fan of it. I'm not. I am not because it's, it's putting lipstick on a pig. I'm not saying that they look like pigs. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with their image. I'm very, I will say, go on the record for saying I, think I find them very attractive. However, in ring performance, well, Not quite what I would expect it to be. What I, what, what I put here in my notes, actually, is that they actually showed a little bit of ring awareness, a little bit of smarts, like, hey, I should not get back in the ring. True. It's very true. So, they're so actually maybe they're learning. Brains. Yeah. Maybe they're learning. Maybe so. Apollo Crews had a match with Andrade, which ended up where Andrade had him pinned. Apollo Crews circled him up, pinned his shoulders to the back, and won. I'd like to see a cop Apollo Crews push. That, there's one person that I want to see pushed. To the next level, even if it's just a, a U.S. championship for right yeah. now, Intercontinental Championship. I wanted to be Apollo Crews because I feel like he is a very much underutilized talent the WWE has that they can capitalize on if they played in the right way. They they messed up putting him with Titus Worldwide. Titus Worldwide was like, what, what was that? <laughs> just, I, I mean, that's where Dana Brooks demise. That's my girl yeah, too. I that love that is Dana your girl. Brooks. That is your girl. Anyway. A, now, Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler ended up having a match that ended in stunning mm. fashion. Sure did. With Shane McMahon <laughs> basically came out of the locker room with everything right. from SmackDown Live. Everybody that is a heel in SmackDown and circled the ring almost in the lumberjack match style. Right. And then jumped in the ring and started trying to beat up on Kevin Owens, and he hit him with another stone. Two, I think. One inside and one outside. Well, he hit him with one. Let me back up a little bit because during the uh, town hall meeting that Shane McMahon had yep. after it was over, he climbed in and hit him with a stunner. Yep. Then the outside stunner took place after the match. And he just took off. And then he just <laughs> took off because here comes everybody else chasing right, after him. Right. So that's going to recap the uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view, Raw and SmackDown. So we got any backstage news going on right now, JR? Anything going on that you can think of off the top of your head? Well, I just read on my phone that WWE has signed a UFC star to feud with Brock Lesnar. I don't know who it is. Still doing some research on that. I'll get that back to us on uh, next Thursday. Okay. But there was an interesting story where, uh, I think you had mentioned it earlier, where Finn Balor said that you know, there was tons of reports saying that Finn Balor was going to take time off. And yeah. now mm-hmm. it seems that he will be feuding with Bray Wyatt. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I don't know if he's hurt, getting married. I don't know. Yeah, there's no telling. I mean, I, I read something that, you know, it was going to be after SummerSlam. So, yeah. at least going through through August, through SummerSlam, to see what's going to happen. With that. Right. Um, anything else that you can think of, Daily? I will say that uh, Sami Zayn actually took a selfie the other day with The Rock at the Performance Oh, Center. yeah, I heard The Rock showed up there. Yeah, and I think that has something to do with what's going to take place this coming Monday. I did, I did read, unfortunately, that The Rock has no plans of being there. But I think since me and you have been in WWE uh, mindset for a while that uh, kind of expect the unexpected with WWE, never say never, and don't ever believe The Rock. He is my favorite wrestler, but don't ever believe him. He'll be there. Think he'll be he, there? Has, he has to be there. Hearing it right here first from JR. <laughs> he the will, be, will there. be there. If you smell what WWE Monday Night Raw is cooking, the reunion show, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Mick Foley, I did see, I did see, I have bad eyes, but I did see Chris Jericho on 
the promo. It was a very quick showing, but I did see Chris Jericho's face pop up on that little vignette or promo they had mm-hmm. for the Raw reunion. Okay. So who knows? Who knows gonna Who knows gonna show up? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is slotted to be. He's gonna be on SmackDown too as a commentator. Good for him. So grow, yeah, grow your hair back out, please. Next week's shows, <laughs> next week's Raw and SmackDown definitely shaping up to be some epic shows. All leading to all roads leading right now to SummerSlam, which I believe is in Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto yeah. Canada. So we're gonna see which way they go. Uh, still no word on what's going on with Sasha Banks. She was advertised to be at this coming week's Raw, but old from the advertisement. Hmm. Um, you know, I think what, that, what else has she done? She's, <laughs> she's been MIA since Mania, bro. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that her career is coming to an end soon. Uh, I don't know. I follow her on Instagram. Yep. Um, and I just to see. You actually texted me the other day on Sunday. You said, expect Sasha to be there at Extreme Rules. Yeah, I really have. You got me kind of excited, but then I was like, nah, she ain't. I was really hoping she was going to because I was afraid there was going to be some sort of angle where Nikki Cross was going to, was going to get a, a hand up on right. Bailey. You were going to see Sasha Banks come out. They were thinking she was going to help Bailey and then Sasha Banks attack Bailey. Yeah. That's what I was hoping was going to happen, but it didn't go down that way. You know, you know, real quick talking about Sasha, you know, she's supposed to be the boss. Come back and um, start a feud with Stephanie. That would be. Uh, I think the the way I would go as far as uh, what to do with her, come back, say I'm the boss. I've never left. I really never left. But um, there's nothing that WWE can do to me. Uh, I was expecting this that feud, that type of feud, to go down with uh, Becky Lynch and Stephanie before Mania even started to build up for that. But you know, obviously they went different ways. But I would like to see the boss versus. Um, Stephanie McMahon. Okay, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. That would pretty be cool story. The boss versus the boss. the boss. Boss, boss. Well, Jr. That's about all time we have time for today. But uh, we will be back again next Thursday for another exciting installment of WWE Mentality. Again, I apologize for the millionth time that I have neglected the podcast. Uh, but this time is going to be different for the simple fact that we will be doing this every Thursday. We will be on top of our game. And the fact that JR and I have teamed up to do this together is going to make it that much better because when you're you're trying to do it by yourself, sometimes you end up going off in left field and you can't can't really get yourself honed back in. So uh, thank you, JR. You're very welcome. uh, Thank you. Join up with me on WWE Mentality. And uh, as I always like to say, keep slamming and uh, stay wonderful. Stay wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Later. Later.